Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello and welcome to another Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily podcast with me, your host. Guess who? Yeah, we already told you. And what a podcast we've got coming your way. Loads and loads and loads and loads of stuff. And loads of stuff and good bits and brilliant. Anyway, we begin with, of course, a busy night on the sports bar. We always get a busy night of football phone-ins, especially when a big team lose to a tiny little side. And, of course, that happened last night with Tottenham losing to Colchester on penalties. Colchester United from 12 yards against Casaniga scores! Colchester United are through! A second Premier League scalp for John McGreal in the U's after Crystal Palace dust in the Carabao Cup at the hands of Colchester United. I'm disgusted, disgraced, ashamed, embarrassed by what's happened today. Um, I think to start three CDMs against a League Two team is completely ridiculous. To have four shots on target against a League Two team is completely ridiculous. We should be winning that game 5-6-0 like Arsenal have done today with Nottingham Forest with ease. It should be a game that Pot shouldn't have to worry about and look forward to the midweek, the weekend game. It is ridiculous how we've lost tonight. I'm completely ashamed to be a Spurs fan tonight. The fact that we have wasted yet another trophy opportunity, I completely disagree with what Jay said because this is a massive trophy for us regardless of any other team do you think if Man City or Liverpool were on the run we were on at the moment their manager would still be in the job because I really don't think so I think any top you know any top side in Europe the manager would be gone right now and I think the same questions need to be asked for us at the moment Josh do you want him out? Um Look, it's, it's a question I've been thinking a lot. I think I think the answer has to be yes. We lost 13 games last season. We started the most horrendous league run this season. We've now been knocked out against a League Two team, um, against a trophy we desperately need to win. Something's got to change. He's clearly, you know, if we don't get Champions League this season, we lose three quarters of our starting eleven. Do you think Harry Kane wants to play for a Europa League team? 
you think he wants to play for a team that's knocked out against a League Two team in the Cup? It's embarrassing. I say this is the sort of reaction. I understand, Josh, and I, I get it, because we've all been there as football fans, when our side puts in a sort of performance that's way below par against inferior opposition. I, I totally get it. But like I said, the bigger picture is, tonight's result is not going to... Your season is not going to be about tonight. That, it, that, that's not going to be the story of your season. No. It's about top four. It's about getting uh, as far as you can in the Champions League. And there is a bigger cup competition waiting around the corner. Like, like, like you said, bigger picture. If, if we had started the league brilliantly and lost this game, I wouldn't be as annoyed. The fact that we started the, the, the season appallingly, lost to Leicester and Newcastle, and now to Colchester, you have to ask serious questions about the, about the staff, about the be players. Careful what you wish for. Club, be, got the change. be careful what you wish for, Josh. That's all, that's all I'm saying, right? You know, be, you know, it's early to now. I can't believe the Spurs fans. It got them to a Champions League final. Three or four lost months it. ago, lost it. I, I They've lost got, again got tonight. Champions League football again. They lost at the weekend. They were one be, up. Be careful what you wish for. Josh, the Spurs fan, wants Pochettino out. Ben is up next. The Spurs fan, obviously. Hello, Ben. Hi, Ben. Hi, Hi Ben. Ben, take us off speakerphone. Is that all right? Yeah, one sec. Ben's in the toilet. Obviously, it's going to well. Come on, Ben. Uh, ben. 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 Yeah, I'm here. Okay, off you go. Yeah, yeah. I'm on. Go on, Ben. Hello. Yes, Ben. Speak to yeah. us quickly. What are you doing? All right, mate. You're wrong. Pochettino is the best manager in England right now. No, he's now. not. No, he's not. Colchester. Ben, Ben, hold on, hold on. Don't don't move on Colchester. from that ridiculous statement yet. He's not the best manager in England. He's okay, won. Right. He's won nothing, Ben. You are absolutely deluded. Is he better than Pep Guardiola? To take a team. No, 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 Ben, 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 like, Ben. Hold on. Let's not like move on Tottenham. yet. I'll, I'll give you. You can have as, as long as you want on radio. But let's address each statement. You said he's the best manager. In England. My question back, is he better than Guardiola? Personally, I do think he's better than Guardiola. You, is he better than that, Jurgen Klopp? Is, hold on, Ben. Ben, it's not, is, is it's he... not factual. No, no, in your mind, in your mind, Ben. Yeah, that's how I Is he better than Klopp? Is he better than Klopp? I feel he's better than Klopp, yeah. So you're suggesting I a manager do. who's never, ever won a trophy is better than a manager that's won, or two managers that have practically won it all? From, from, from my experience, being at Spurs... I feel I feel he's better than Klopp and Guardiola, hundred percent. I don't believe you're a Spurs fan. What do you mean? I am a Spurs. Fan. I don't believe it. I don't. Okay, I don't I'll... think there's a person on the planet, even Pochettino, that thinks that Pochettino is better than Guardiola and, and Klopp. Well, that's that's the way I see it. But ben, you're talking. Ben, you're the only man. Can I just, let me just come here a second. Let me let me just come in. Okay. I think what Ben is perhaps trying to trying to say is that don't forget he got them top top four. Not no, that. He's not no, the best. No, no, hold on. He got them top four, okay, right. and he got them to a Champions League final with a self-imposed transfer ban. Could Pep do that? He's Could, not the best. He's not no, the best. No, but I'm saying, I'm, what I'm saying, no, but, okay, different, I'm, different argument. Okay, but what, no, it's Daniel not, Levy. No. Daniel Levy limited our transfer budget for so long, mate. We had a net spend of zero pounds, and he took us to the Champions League final. I love Poch. Um, you only have to look at his reaction after the IX semi-final. He really cares about our club. I think it's obvious that the players have given up on him. You look at Ericsson, we know that he, he wants out. But Deli Ali tonight, we sing that song about Deli Ali, you know, we've got Ali. Yeah. The guy was a disgrace tonight. No commitment. Did you watch the game? Yeah, of course. Okay, you went, did you? No, I don't go. I'm a season ticket holder, but I, I can't go to, I can't go to away games. How, right? how do you know about Deli Ali tonight? How? Yeah. You said he was a disgrace tonight. How do you know? Yeah, I, listened to, I was listening on radio. 
Where did you listen to it? Who said he's not jumping? I don't think it was on the radio. He's a disgrace. That game no, was... no, no. Who said that? Sorry, it's what were you on about? What were you on about? You said Deli Ali was a disgrace tonight. He wasn't jumping for anything. You said you heard it on the radio. I want to know who yeah, said... Yeah, yeah, I did. Who, okay, who, said, who that? said that? I don't know. I was just on the radio. Well, who, it, wasn't radio? On, it wasn't on a radio, radio station, station? That, that game. Listen, it was a it was a radio station online. It was um, which one? It was like uh, I don't know. You was didn't hear. It, it wasn't on, did was you? It Spurs I'll tell FM? you what I do. I'll let you back up now. Was it Spurs beep, FM? Beep. Can I can I just finish my point? No, no. Answer that right. first. Answer that first. Did you listen to ninety minutes of live commentary of Tottenham's game tonight? No, because I had a golf <laughs> lesson at the beginning. <laughs> I, I had a golf oh, in the beginning. We knew we had you. We knew. <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. You'll get found out. You'll get found out. He didn't jump. He was a disgrace. Who did that? You know what, GJ? Um, uh, You're a disgrace. <laughs> Phoning up and lying on National Radio. You've been rumbled, GJ. You're a, you're a fraud. You're a shambles. Now, onto the Jim White show. Simon Jordan was his guest. And Simon was saying that he didn't believe Bernardo Silva's tweet to teammate Benjamin Mendy should have been seen as racist. The, the subject I wanted to talk today was a little bit, as I said at the top of the show, t- tilting at windmills. And it's not me trying to trivialise this matter. It's me just trying to put some context on the, cir- the circumstances, on my vantage point, and the circumstances surrounding Bernardo Silva and Benjamin Mendy. And the reaction from certain factions, and, and specifically the reaction from Kick It Out... I have a great deal of regard for Kick It Out's work. We had, you had on your show two or three weeks ago, Troy Townsend. Yeah. Who came in here and spoke very, you know, very passionately and very stridently about the experiences that players of colour are having in the game. Alex Dibble, I think, had been down to Kick It Out's head office and seen the nature of the commentary that was going over social media and some of the situations that need to be dealt with and the issues of abuse that are very prevalent. But I'm troubled by this because I, I'm 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 the same as everybody else. I have very strong views about the inappropriacy of racist language or, or racist connotations or, or racist observations of any shape or form. Racism in any any form. You know, I'm I'm very much fond of Peter Beardsley, but I can find no justification or support for Peter in the observations that he's made and the consequences that he will now suffer are his to own. But when I look at situations where Kick It Out are, in my view, taking a situation, rather than investigating a complaint, they're creating a complaint. You have two teammates that play together, spend a lot of time together, obviously have a rapport together, and one of them has posted an image of uh, a, a, a black cartoon character um, from from a Spanish peanut butter company, and obviously ha- having a little bit of Mickey taking with his colleague, and that has now been taken as an example of racism. And I just find it difficult to understand where we're going with this and why we're going in this direction, because ultimately I don't see racism in that. I don't see. Uh, malicious intent. I don't see categorization of a certain colour and creed by that. I just see two colleagues having a little bit of fun. I don't know why it has to be done over social media, so it creates that element of contentiousness. You know, you judge the content, you know, you judge, you know, a man not by the colour of his skin, but the content of his character, to, you know, to paraphrase Martin Luther King. And you look at these sort of scenarios and you say, are we really saying now that anything that has any connotation of colour involved in it can be considered to be racism. I think we are. 
But I don't think that's right. I think... But I think we are. But we may well be, and I think there's an element of the prism that we're looking through, but I look at things and I, and it's a, I don't think it's a controversial view. It's not one that maybe will appeal to certain factions. I've always believed that racism is where you go out of your way to stop somebody from doing something or to prejudice their opportunity by the very nature of the colour of their skin. Calling somebody names as Peter Beardsley did, was is an element of ignorance with a racist connotation. But I believe that racism in its finest form is when you're trying to stop somebody from getting something, achieving something, or being involved in something by the by the colour of the skin. Now, that doesn't mean that anybody has any right to, to, to levy racist comments, whether it's monkey or whatever it is, <coughs> people of colour. But when we get into the territory where a situation where two friends are having a rapport over social media. It might be a slightly immature uh, rapport. It might be people uh, <coughs> using imagery that, <coughs> that people will think is inappropriate. It's inappropriate, is it not, <coughs> at this time? That's but, the problem but, here. But is it inappropriate? Is it... Is, it, is, it, is, it, is there it any, is. Well, they do, and that's my, my issue with this, is the idea behind Kick It Out is to, is to highlight and to root out racism, whether it's latent or you know, upfront racism, wherever it finds itself, but not to create complaints where there are none. I don't see Benjamin Mendy rocking up to kick it out and saying, no. my mate here has, has sent me something which I find totally unacceptable. But or think... are, are, are we saying, and I'm going to use some strident language here, or are we saying that perhaps Benjamin Mendy is an Uncle Tom and is prepared to accept that kind of banter between him and his friends? I find it difficult and challenging that these situations... I'm not always wanting to go against the idea that, you know, that there isn't a need for equal opportunity, that there isn't a need to look at the BAME community having better representation in the boardroom, better rep representation at a managerial level. I'm not against any of that. I just want compelling reasons why opportunities aren't turning into outcomes. The opportunity for people to be successful doesn't necessarily mean the outcome means you're going to be. The opportunity for a community to be represented in boardrooms and management dugouts doesn't necessarily mean the outcome is going to manifest itself, but the opportunity is what we're trying to create. And I think when you're tilting at windmills and you're creating stories like this, I think you're devaluing the currency of situations where people like Peter Beardsley, whether you like the language that the FA Tribunal used, which was a little bit regretful that Peter had done this and a little bit fawning towards an ex-international superstar player that had found himself falling foul of you know what people think is acceptable. How would you describe the Bernardo Silva original tweet? How would you describe it? I would just think it was... A, what was it and how... For anybody who doesn't know... I think know, it's a jovial it jibe. I think it's a picture of, you know, a young Benjamin Mendy with alongside a cartoon character that happens to be of colour. You're listening to TalkSport Daily. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavour. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you Everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Back now to the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. Danny Mills was suggesting there are bigger derbies than Portsmouth against Southampton. And, of course, one of the biggest derbies was sat opposite him. I've just gone through in the ad break, and I've written down... Well, give me six Give me six to start with. We're going to keep throwing in six you think are bigger. Right, OK. Well, the Classico to start with. Yeah. Uh, Madrid, Atletico. Sunderland, Newcastle. Liverpool, Everton. I'm even going to go as far as Wolves, West Brom is bigger. West Ham, Millwall. Close. I get it's a big derby in Hampshire... But when you go around, the, when you go, when you, he's not having it, is he? If, no. if you're a football fan and you're thinking, right, I'm going to go to some of the biggest derbies around the world, where on the list does Portsmouth Southampton come? But, but if I'm going around the world, though, it's 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 way down my. It's page seven or eight. Not having, not having it. it. No. Right. If I'm going around the world, though, it's 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 way down my. It's page seven or eight. And staying with the derby theme, Adrian Durham and Darren Goff were discussing their favourite derbies on Drive Time. Start with number five. Number five. I'm actually going to go for a very uh, rogue one here. I'll be amazed if you've got this in yours. But they met each other, I think it was last year. There was a lot of trouble at the game. There was a lot of edge to the game as well. Port Vale and Stoke. I'm going for that one. Because I I hadn't realised just how huge it was until they met last year. That's my number five. My number five is Newcastle Sunderland. It has to be. I mean, when when you've been up there and played sport up there and see how much passion they have for any sport that has to be a game where families... I mean, I have I know Sunderland fans who I play with, I know Newcastle fans, and come Derby Day, if they're missing it, they are gutted. But they are arguing from the moment they got to the ground when we were playing cricket in the same team as Sunderland and Newcastle fans, from the end of play, all the way through, all week... <laughs> The banter would carry on. So it's massive, I that think that's game. that's a fair shout. Newcastle, fair Sunderland. Not a one-city derby, though. Number four? Number four. What are you going for? Uh, one-city derby, the Steel City derby, the Sheffield derby. Sheffield United versus Wednesday. Yorkshire. That is massive. I've been to one of them, and it is huge. Um, Birmingham against Aston Villa. So I've gone a one-city derby uh, as well. So let's move on. Number three. Number three, I've gone for Stoke versus Port Vale. Exactly the same as you. It was uh, oh, toxic. I'm amazed that we had that. We hadn't conferred on this no, at all. I just remember the publicity gathered last year, the hatred it was incredible, for right? each other. And it was a trade game, wasn't it? And this is what I mean. I think I've gone for games 
which tend to be all lower league purely because of that. They hardly play each other, but when they do, it's crackers. There's so many divers in the top top mm. flight, but I see them every year. I mean, I'm going for the North London derby. I was at this uh, at the Emirates last year, and it was ferocious. Uh, it was passionate. It was a brilliant game uh, as well. So that's my number three. Number two. I've gone for the Merseyside derby for number two. I've been to, to one of them. Um, and I think that because the whole city is involved and you are either red or blue, whether you're in the ground or outside the ground, it takes over the whole city for the whole day. It's, well, maybe the whole week. It's kind of electric. I've gone uh, the Docklands derby. West Ham Millwall. Oh, naughty, that one. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying again. Very rarely happens, but when it does, it kicks off yeah you don't want to massive you don't want a night out you don't want to go <laughs> i wouldn't want to go watch that game yeah you'd stay clear i, I understand that passionate fans of millwall and west ham definitely don't want to miss that game i'm um, i'll be amazed if we haven't got the same number one number one go on we haven't i've got villa birmingham what yeah really after watching that last season wow i'm yeah. amazed i um, think actually i i think that that is really intense game of football between the fans so close and uh, again the hatred and, and some of the things we saw last year which you don't want to see at a mm. football game someone running on and giving Jack Grealish a clip yeah not good um, I've gone the old firm derby uh, I went to the, the one at Hamden which was a, a Scottish Cup semi-final and it was 50-50 the ground and I've never seen or heard anything quite like it it was beyond <laughs> naughty it was it was ridiculous. Um, it was it was lawless almost, but passionate and ferocious. So I had to go with the old firm. Back to Danny Mills now. Blimey, he's had a lot to say today. Anyway, this is Danny Mills talking about dirty leads. Not my words. The words they're written down in front of me on a piece of paper. Dirty leads winning their fair play award. I mean, what was all that about? Nobody could have seen that coming, apart from, of course, Bielsa probably saw it from about three hundred feet away. Despite cheating during Spygate, sending people to spy on championship opponents last season, Leeds boss and Marcello Bielsa scooped the fair play award for this moment. Adoma is going through with El Mohamedi. Janssen then makes the challenge, but Adoma puts the ball into the net and Aston Villa have scored an uncontested goal. And I've never seen that happen before either. Now Janssen is squaring up to Adoma and Mings. And Leeds United have allowed Aston Villa to score the equalising goal. Clearly, Bielsa believed that play should have been stopped before Click went through to score. And now Janssen is arguing with his teammates. He is saying, why on earth have we done that? But Aston Villa have been gifted the equalising goal. Mm. Leeds were fined 200 grand for Spygate. Danny, how they won fair play award. Uh, Janssen tried to stop Villa from scoring, didn't he? So, he did. Yeah, I, I, think, one, I think Bielsa, Bielsa should be sacked. Can't, can't have Leeds winning fair play award. He's outrageous. Even it doesn't happen. What, what happened to dirty Leeds? I know. I know. Hold, hold the whole ethos of Leeds is built on dirty Leeds. <laughs> Well, that's nearly it for another wonderful podcast. Wonderful, even if I do say so myself. And that's probably because we started with the Sports Bar phone calls. And we end with the Sports Bar best bits. Not the phone call bits. They were up there with some of the best bits. But the other bits of the best bits. Basically, the Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from 10pm is just full of good bits and no bad bits. Here's more good bits. One. Good. 
Uh, Southampton's 4-0 victory this evening at Fratton Park is their largest ever victory away from home against Portsmouth. And that's a 33-game run stretching back to April 1900. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first bit you don't get right. <laughs> right, stop! I'm really out of touch with you with that. Eight. Eight? You're going to go eight? I can't even remember what the stat that was. What was that? <laughs> what stat was that? I'm fighting tempted. So, Southampton's 4 0 oh, yeah, victory yeah, yeah, tonight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's 1852. What are you giving that? Seven. Just seven. I'll, I'll just, give it, just remember the stat. I'll give it five. That was, That's 12. So, yeah. the best stat of the night, you can repeat it now for us, is the stat about. Pep, uh, Pep Guardiola yeah, Pep Guardiola has now faced 124 teams as manager of which he's only failed to beat three that's Celtic Wigan and Norwich brilliant good mm. stats let's go back to the phone line. don't do it let's go back to the phone lines 0871722334 good work Alex let's go to uh, no we had lots of spurs we'll go to Chris in a minute let's go to Joe who's an Arsenal fan he was at the game tonight hello Joe hello guys how you doing you were good Hi, how Joe. are you oh Ecstatic. Joe, Joe, would you like to have a go? Um, would you like to have a go at the Statman noise? No, I couldn't do it. Go on, just we'll play. It, Jason, anyway. We'll, we'll pl- go on. <laughs> Good work, Joe. Good work. Off you, off you go. I'm not. I'm not going to lie. You're mugging me off because my mate's in the car. He's recording me right now. No, uh, that's fine. You, it, you're mugging yourself, off, Joe. <laughs> you're doing a good job <laughs> Hello, Chris. Hello. How you doing? You're right. Chris, before we let you on, you have to copy the stat man. All right. Really? Okay. I'll have, I'll have my best effort. Okay. We'll play the original, then you come on on the back of it. Here we go. <laughs> Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. I hope you've enjoyed it as much as I've enjoyed getting paid for it. Nothing at all. Not, e- not even a penny. Not even a penny sweet. You'd think someone would come in and go, do you want some Percy Pigs for those links? Nothing. Nothing. Not even a Colin the Caterpillar. I get absolute nothing for this. I do it for the love of it. And, of course, that I'm told to do it by my bosses. Anyway, if you hear this message, please come and help and get me free. If you don't, make sure you download the next one. That's also free. Thanks for listening. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.